We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Wednesday, the 18th day of May, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Amson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, it's good to see you. How are you? Healthy and alive as usual. Are you feeling okay today? Have you washed your clothes today? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am wearing clean you clothes have. that you're, were you're wearing just clean freshly clothes. washed. Well, yeah. you must hate the planet because you're wearing clean clothes. New video out by the World Economic Forum. And they say... You should only wash your clothes on average about once a month. The only exception to that would be undergarments and gym clothes. It's one it's one crazy way of looking at things. But you know what? I like I liken that back to uh I want to say it was who's the guy? Paul Ehrlich. That guy. The guy that wrote that co-authored the book Ego Science. That guy said, "You know what? We've just got too many people. We've got too many detergents causing too many problems with the ecosystem. We can't have that." And lo and behold, here comes a video that's basically championing everything that that guy used to say back in the 90s, back in the 80s. Well, he's been saying it prior to that, but since the 60s, he's been on that track, uh, or possibly even before that. That's as far back as my research has taken me. But it's almost as though they're telling us without actually saying it, as in like the, the World Economic Forum types. They're actually they're, they're telling people that there are too many people, but they're not actually saying it, are they? They haven't actually said it yet. I'm still waiting on that. I mean, we all know what it is, but I'm still waiting on it because they have to tell you at some point they have to tell you, but they haven't yet. And I think I might know a reason as to why. Uh, I found a clip of a former Club of Rome member. We can play that in a minute. But Bruce, I'm glad to see that you, you, you're wearing clean clothes and I'm glad to see you haven't adopted the idea of washing your clothes once a month for the earth. Yeah, um, I think the the longest, like a week, maybe, maybe a week and a half. Like you do laundry regularly, you, you like that just goes to show how much clothes I have. Uh, if I can last a week and a half without doing laundry and wearing fresh clothes every day, um, but the whole it you shouldn't do laundry, but once a month. Like I'm sorry, do you do you not have a job? Do you not like go out in public? Do you not? I, I I'm I'm actually here's here's what I recommend they do. The elite that are telling us to do this, those suits that you wear, don't have them cleaned. It's dry cleaned only, right? Usually for those nice suits. Well, I'm, I'm sure that they have laundry service picked up nightly to make yeah. sure that um, all of their things are. And that you know damn well, well those true. are those are custom tailored suits and garments that they wear. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you be the first and don't do your laundry for at least a month, or better yet, do the do the what you were saying? Um, I don't know, a year or two ago, uh, they were telling us to do is uh, um, take a shower. And wash your clothes at the same time, because that totally makes sense. You know, I, I don't I don't see these people giving up their lavish lifestyles, do you? I mean, they're telling you to, to do more with less. That's what they're telling you to do. Do you, do you remember the, the German, whatever she was, she said, every time you turn your shower off, you say, take that, Putin. They were actually telling people here not to wash your clothes because that will somehow hurt Vladimir Putin. The, these people are nuts. They're nuts. It's 
It's loony land. There's no bottom to this, as to, to the insanity and how, how crazy these people are. There's no bottom to this. Mm -hmm. No, it just keeps getting more and more insane. And the, the other thing is, uh, if you really wanted to stick it to Putin, if you're really concerned about sticking it to Putin, um, how about you find other means of getting the resources that you want other than through Russia? You know, if, if you really want to stick it to Russia and Putin, uh, maybe stop using their oil and gas and get it somewhere else. No, no, they, they can't do that. See, you see, Bloomberg reported yesterday that the European Commission, they're set to allow the purchase of natural gas from Russia under Putin's payment scheme now that he that he put forth. He said, well, um, we're not going to take dollars anymore. We're going to take rubles. So if you want our products, wait a minute, I thought he was big and bad and we weren't supposed to buy anything from him or do any business with Russia because it's, you know, it's Russia and everything else. But do you know what I saw over the weekend? As I was out, I, I did a 12K hike on Sunday. Do, do you know what I saw over the weekend? It was right next to a river and I saw an oil tanker coming down that river, you know, the barge with like the, the tankers on it. I, I saw one of those. And you know, funny thing about that tanker, there was a Russian flag on the back of it. Interestingly enough, now they have to fly the flags on the back of the ships here to let the port authorities know where the ship is registered from before they board it, if they need to board it. So they haven't stopped why, importing this stuff. They haven't stopped. Why, why is Russia all of a sudden the bad guy? Because see, if you're still buying the product from them, telling the public that we should stop buying using their products. You should make changes as the lowly peasant that you are. Uh, you should make the, ch the changes, where, whereas life doesn't actually change for the elite. Life doesn't actually change in general because you're still buying from the same individual. Um, uh, by the way, all those military bases that the United States has in uh, Europe and elsewhere, uh, you, you know, the one, they, they, they use Russian oil just the same as Europe. Uh-huh. They do. All of them. And do you know the yep. ones we have in the northern countries, you know, they all use Russian oil, too? Did you know that? Huh. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the White House, uh, before Pisaki left, and uh, now we have the new, uh, uh, was it Jean-Pierre? Uh, I don't know, whatever, whatever. Well, whatever well she's, she's, she's checking boxes all day long, my friend. So just, just pick out whatever label or title or, or whatever you think that she needs, and, mm -hmm. and I'm sure she'll identify with it. Okay. Karen. Okay. Karen. Uh, which legitimately, I think her first name is Karen, but anyway, or close to it. Um, Kareen, uh, I don't know, whatever, uh, whatever the French version of Karen is. Pisaki was basically, she didn't deny we're at war. The White House doesn't say we're not at war with Russia. They're just basically saying we're at war with Russia is basically what they're saying. They're not couching it and saying, uh, you know, we're sending aid over there to Ukraine. They're not couching any of that. They They just blatantly are saying we're at war with Russia. Uh, why? Uh, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't understand this whole, like, uh, the, effectively, the Ukraine-Russia situation is effectively a civil war. They're, they're so closely knit. Um, you have Russians living in Ukraine and Ukrainians living in Russia. It's, it's all intermingled. They're like cousins um, duking it out. Uh, you know, it's terrible. It's bad. We should be helping the refugees however we can, you know, with like, uh, temporary living spaces and and food and all of that uh but like why are we sending over weapons and why are we saying we're at war with russia too many people that's why you get rid of them any way you can and that's all they're doing 
You know, it's an interesting thing. I, I was I was going to play this a few minutes ago, but uh, I suppose I can play it now. This is a clip we're going to keep on tap because it's just too good. It's just too good. This guy's a real charmer, this one. I was actually telling Bruce, I said, you know what? I said, we could play this right after we play the clip of Bill Gates, you know, him standing on stage at a TED Talk saying that he's going to reduce world population through the use of vaccines. <laughs> How else do you do that? There's only two ways you can do that. That's either sterilization or euthanization. There's no third option there. I mean, if there is, then maybe it eludes me. I'm not sure. Uh, but this guy, this is uh, this is Dennis Meadows. He is a member of the Club of Rome, and he is well. He's just he's laying it all out there. That's what he's doing. He's he's laying out there in in words what we all know that other people within his circles just aren't saying publicly yet. So far, globally, you are so far above the population and the consumption levels, which can be supported by this planet that I know in one way or another, it's going to come back down. So I don't hope to avoid that. Uh, I hope that it can occur in a a, a civil way, I, I, and I mean civil in a in a special way. I, peaceful peace doesn't mean uh, that everybody's happy, but it means that conflict isn't solved through violence, through through force, uh, but rather in other ways. And so uh, that's what I hope for: uh, that we can. I mean, the planet can support something like a billion people, maybe two billion, depending on how much liberty and how much material consumption you want to have. If you want more liberty and more consumption, you have to have fewer people. And conversely, you can have more people. I mean, we could even have eight or nine billion, probably, if we have a very strong dictatorship, which is smart. It's, unfortunately, you never have smart dictatorships. They're always stupid. So, But if you had a smart dictatorship and a low standard of living, you can have it. But, but we want to have freedom and we want to have a high sentence. So we're going to have a billion people. And we're now at seven. So we have to get back down. I hope that this can be slow, relatively slow, and that it can be done in a way which is relatively equal, uh, you know, so that people share uh, the experience and you don't have a few rich you know, trying to force everybody else to to deal with it. So those are my hopes. I mean, these are pretty pessimistic hopes, you know, but I mean. So you want that number to get down and, and you hope that it can be peaceful and inclusive. So basically, to translate what he's saying, uh, he wants you to just go away and die somewhere. That, that's what he's saying. He, he wants you to just go away. What do you think the lockdowns and, and everything else, what do you think that's all about? That's locking you away. So you quietly get knocked out of the picture. You and your family get knocked out of the picture. That's what it is. It's that's the peaceful thing that he's talking about. Uh, watching that, I'm not a psychologist or any of those kind of things or, a, uh, you know, I'm an armchair psychologist, if you will. Um, but watching him uh, in the, the, the places he pauses and what he does when he pauses and everything, he's searching for alternative words to what he's saying and alternative meanings. Um, he's trying to couch what he's saying. He's trying to soften what he wants, what he really believes. Because you can kind of see in his face and in his eyes when he when he uh, pauses to think of words and where he pauses to to change those words. You can tell he's the gears are turning in his mind mm -hmm. and he's figuring out what to say here because the the public he realizes the public in that moment is not ready to accept the full belief of what he believes, you know, the, the full brunt of it. They're not able to, to accept that yet because they would hang him. 
And so he couches it and says, you know, uh, it should be done in a civil manner. It should be a civil manner, no violence, a peaceful, peaceful manner. Um, the, the way he couches it, he pauses. He was about to say something after saying the peaceful thing. And then he, he shifts directions. You could tell he shift gears. Um, it, it, it's almost like there's something else there under the surface that he's hiding. And this is this is a, a facade that we were seeing. It was very fake. Um, so yeah, I, I again, uh, why why were we all mandated to take a, 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 a novel therapeutic that has known side effects with thousands of recorded uh, injuries before it was even released to the public, and then after it was released, we've seen thousands of of uh, side effects. I was reading an article here earlier about side effects that there was only 40 cases recorded in 109 years. And within a, like an eight month period, we've seen over 240. It, it was 240 or 290 or something like that uh, cases of this uh, disease or disorder. And it, it has to do with uh, women's reproductive uh, health. Uh, and I don't mean abortion. It, this all fits into alignment of what he's talking about. We have to depopulate. Well. As we were saying with Gates, uh, the only way uh, with vaccines to curb populations you know is just, to kill let's people. Play it. Or let's play it. Yeah, let's play it because it's because it's relevant in the moment. Here it is. This is it. This is something that has to get to zero. Now we put out a lot of carbon dioxide every year, uh, over 26 billion tons. Uh, for each American, it's about 20 tons. Uh, for people in poor countries, it's less than one ton. It's an average about five tons for everyone on the planet. And somehow we have to make changes that will bring that down to zero. It's been constantly going up. It's only various economic changes that have even flattened it at all. So we have to go from rapidly rising to falling and falling all the way to zero. This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I rest my case. He did mention reproductive health services, and that's uh, yes, a couch term that, that I, means abortion. Don't, uh, don't forget, don't forget, Bill Gates' father was the head of Planned Parenthood for a very long time. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, barring infanticide, um, perhaps maybe a, uh, a new mRNA vaccine that uh, was showing um, uh, it was causing stillbirths, it was causing sterilizations, it was causing um, the lining inside of women's uterus to completely detach. I mean, like, whole, intact. That's a disorder. That was the disorder I was talking about. Yeah. 
You know, we're seeing an increased number of deaths in the vaccinated. And again, that, that kind of goes along with uh, it, it goes along with the same agenda, doesn't it? But you can't mention that you mention that you're going to get banned. And why are we not banned yet? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm sure we will be at some point, but I already know that we're flagged by Spotify. <laughs> that I know. I, I would say it's probably if we were they're probably not going to focus on us because we're so small. And there's so many of us, yeah. uh, as in like small yeah. um, conservative types that are out there. They'll go after someone like uh, Joe Rogan, who isn't a conservative. Uh-huh. He just has some like he hasn't given into lunacy. Um, he, he's technically a socialist, more in line with that, though, the way the left is pushing, he's actually becoming more and more conservative in his way of thinking, it seems. And the more facts he gets. Um Another thing I wanted to point out uh, before we get too far from it in the Bill Gates video that I just noticed or in that audio that I had just caught that I hadn't caught before. He talks about um, the amount of carbon that's produced by um, the wealthier, which is about what what do you say, about 20 tons uh, per American or whatever it was um, and within their lifetime. uh, And then um, the less fortunate um, poorer countries only produce about one ton. And then he says, we have to get that number to zero. Okay, so the, the only thing you can conclude there in that, in that line of thinking, even the poor have one ton, but we have to get the number to zero. So what does that mean? You have to go back so far, like Stone Age isn't far enough back. You have to go back to when you don't have fire, before you have fire. You know, if you're in line with the evolutionary line of thinking and caveman discovers fire, um, you have to go before that because fire is one of the least efficient ways of burning. If you take wood and you have a wood stove, wood stoves are actually far less efficient in burning its fuel than a coal furnace. So it's more polluting to, to, to burn wood uh, versus uh, other means of, of heating your home. I'm not saying you shouldn't have one. I'm just saying if you're looking at it from the perspective that he's looking at it, look at it the early 1900s. Look at the level of uh, pollution that was happening back then. They had very uh, polluted ways of producing energy or just heating their home. And it caused smog. I mean, smog was really bad back then. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. We were just in the like we were we were on the we, we were in a transition process of the Industrial Revolution to go from. Uh, we were actually moving into mass production and mass production yeah. required uh, mass labor and, and all that stuff. So we, we needed masses of people and it just it exploded because we didn't have government interference at the time. But before we get too far from that, yes, you're absolutely right. The uh, the Bill Gates thing, as you say, going back to even like back far as as far as like Stone Age, that's not even enough for these people. They have to get it to the point where you don't exist. And that that right there. Think about that for just a minute. Why do I say that? Why do I, because they're not actually saying that, but they are in their own twisted, sick little way. What do humans exhale? Just saying. Dr. Anthony Fauci on CNN explaining why people with underlying conditions are more than 40% of the COVID deaths. But the problem is, is that those people are vaccinated. L- listen to this. And a growing share of COVID deaths are now from breakthrough infections in January and February, more than 40 percent. Uh, and of those uh, people, less than one third were boosted. Uh, help us, uh, you know, interpret these numbers, uh, because on the surface, it seems counter to what we were just saying about vaccine rates. Um, help us out there. Well, well, Jimmy, you are going to see people who've been vaccinated and even people who were boosted 
who are going to get into trouble because there's a great degree of variability. There are people who don't get a robust response. Most of the people, even those who are getting vaccinated and boosted, who wind up in the hospital and some unfortunately and tragically die, are people who are very heavily towards the weighted towards the elderly and also heavily weighted toward those with underlying conditions, the thing that make it more likely that you'll get a serious outcome. And we know what those are. It's hypertension, diabetes, obesity, chronic lung disease, all of the things that we know. Some of those people, even though they're vaccinated, they're going to wind up getting in trouble. But for the most part, on a population basis, the difference between individuals who are vaccinated versus unvaccinated, striking difference in severity of disease. Yeah, well, there's no question about that. Uh there's no question about it. You see, he, he smoothed it over. He cleared it all up. There's no question about that. Uh, it's almost like um, the vaccine didn't work at all. And in fact, has negative efficacy. It, you know, Fauci, it's, it's almost like they're killing us. Fauci said in the early days, I, I remember he was asked, this is before we started seeing the jabs be rolled out uh, during the process of Operation Warp Speed. Fauci himself actually said in a Senate testimony, he says, you know, it's entirely possible like, when he was asked the question about a, a potential vaccine on the horizon. And of course, no, 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 no. See, it's going to take years because it was Trump, right? It was Orange Man. It's going to take years for us to get one of those out. Uh, it's going to take years. We, we can't do that. And Fauci said at the time that, and I wish I still had the audio of this, Fauci said at the time that it's very possible that if you do get a vaccine this early in development and you bypass all the safety protocols, because they were talking about cutting all the red tape, Fauci said in his testimony, he said, it's entirely possible that you could get it wrong and you'll enhance the negative effects of the disease itself, meaning you'll make it worse and you'll cause more harm than good. Doesn't well, seem to be saying that over the last few months and then or over, over the yeah. last year, really. And then he just says, well, look, you know, if you had one of these, then, <laughs> you know, there's going to be an unfortunate number of cases that you're going to see this in. Yeah, but that was that was before. The pharmaceutical companies paid him off 23 times with $350,000 plus each time. That was before he was paid to say the proper things. Um, and now his wallet's getting a little thin and he needs a he needs another little boost of his, um, uh, you know, scientific knowledge from these pharmaceutical companies. So he, he's kind of towing the line and there'll be another a 24th. Um, <laughs> Uh, royalty that he'll he'll be paid off and then he'll start saying oh no the the vaccines are highly effective and no the, the, this that's what it seems like the game is it's all about uh uh money to him it seems like well it's like gates saying that we now have to continue to uh boost every six months the over 50s yeah well part of the reason why we have to boost those people is because they're old think you see that they have some of the more you know boomer way of thinking they're not in line with the new transgender or the new uh 90 different gender ideas they're not on board with climate change and you know changing the life habits and whatnot um they're not on board with uh, you know, regulating uh, how many kids you can have, those kind of things. So we have to um, reduce their carbon footprint to zero. How long do you think it'll be until we start hearing about climate lockdowns? Because we know that those are coming, right? Because the World Health Organization, they're, they're looking, Fauci and Gates, make no mistake, Fauci and Gates, I, I truly believe they're the ones behind it. These two guys are looking to centralize the world government power within the World Health Organization itself. 
And this new pandemic treaty that they're trying to put together, that, that they've got like 194 countries ready to commit to, this whole idea, this whole concept will allow them, because of what they did after 2008, because they changed the definition of what a pandemic is, anything can be considered a pandemic if it has a risk to public health. Well, my God, what is not a risk to public health? I was out planting some plants today, as in like some tomato plants and some and some lettuce and some radishes and stuff. The dirt that I was digging around in was kind of dry. And so I was working on, I was mixing some soil in, in one area and I was going to, I was cleaning out some soil. I was mixing it with uh, some fresh and some composting soil. And, and then I was going to replant using that. And as I was mixing it, there's dust and dirt and everything flying around everywhere. You know, it's all, you got the dry stuff. You're trying to rehydrate and, and bring back to life. You're tilling it and everything. And as you're working it, I mean, stuff's, stuff's flying everywhere. God only knows. God only knows what you're breathing in. That could be a public health risk, couldn't it? I mean, everyone reacts differently. So if that happens, well, then you've got to declare a public health emergency. You got three cases, last I heard, could be more now. You got three cases, all unrelated, of supposed monkeypox in the UK. That's a public health risk, isn't it? They could shut the whole country down. With all the talk that we started with, with the, oh, there's too many people, then now the World Economic Forum saying, oh, well, to, to save the planet, to save the ecosystem, stop washing your clothes, don't eat meat, uh, eat bugs, and, and you're not going to live in a house, you're going to live as a pod person, that kind of stuff. You're going to exist in the metaverse, which uses a lot of power, by the way. So how long is it before they declare climate lockdowns? I, I'm just asking the question, because that's the path they're on. Three and a half, four years. You think it's that far out? I was thinking sooner than that. Uh, well, I say three and a half years, people would understand. If you're a bit of a yeah, theologian, but... you, you understand my reference. Okay. Um, These but... people are nuts. Like they're, they're, lo they're, loony, they're Looney Tunes, like they're, they're Looney Tunes every other day with some of this nonsense. I mean, they're talking about, I... talking about banning elementary, like expelling kids from schools in America if you accidentally misgender somebody. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? I've actually, I've actually had an instance of very embarrassing uh, where I mis, uh, misgendered someone um, uh, before. Intentionally, or was it was it a legit accident? Kind of both. It was it okay. Was, it's your it was, cynical self. It was legitimately, right. it was legitimately an accident. But at the same time, in hindsight, I'm kind of like. I don't really fault myself for thinking that at the same time because this individual was not. I can't do. I can't do the pleasant. pronoun stuff, man. That's where I. That's where I draw the line right there. Is that pronoun garbage? I. I just can't. It, I can't. It wasn't. It wasn't the, the the person wasn't like you know identifying as something else. It's just that the individual was so appalling that it was difficult to think that a it was a, it was a woman and it was difficult to think that a woman could be that appalling. So I accidentally said sir instead of madam and and oh just, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I, it's a legitimate mistake. So what do you do? You'd be arrested in California it, 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 for that. It was, yeah. At the time, to be fair, it was embarrassing at the time. Um, oh, I'm but, sure. I'm sure. Yeah. It, but if, if this were uh, Colorado or if this were California, because Colorado is just as insane now, you would be expelled or suspended for misgendering. Or uh, I believe it's a, a sexual assault is, is, um, is it a sexual the assault? way it's worded. That's that's the way it, uh, I think it's California, the way it's worded there. Well, it, it, it's, getting, it, it's getting insane. Uh, honestly, though, I put I, I say three and a half years. I mean, it. I meant it kind of facetiously a little bit because uh, three and a half years is if you're into the whole tribulation thing and everything. Three and a half years is when crazy starts happening and fire and brimstone and hail the size of minivans and those kind of things start happening. Um, but um, 
I, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be that long because we're, we're okay. Put it, put, I'll put it in theolog, uh, theological terms again. The restrainer is still here. And by the restrainer, I mean this lunacy, the reason the lunacy isn't going full bore crazy, where like society hasn't gone completely topsy-turvy is because there's still people like us here. There's still people like us that are standing against the tide going, no, we will not bow to this. And, and because of that, we're not going to kneel. We're not going to change our stance. Society isn't going full bore. It's still accelerating, going crazy, but we're, we're resisting it. It, we're slowing it down. And you're seeing this here in the United States. Uh, a lot of uh, just average people are going in and, and running for like school boards and running for local office and winning. And because of that, it's it's putting a check on some of these crazy uh, ideas that are happening. So there's still a restrainer, if you will, in place. Um, but uh, it, let's just say hypothetically that um, that restrainer was removed. Um, at that point, I think it, it, all hell would break loose. Um, so that, that's kind of why I put the facetiously put the three and a half years. Um, I, I partly believe it's going to be a while, like three years. Um, but if in hindsight, if it looks like it's going to be, I don't know how they couch it. This is this is my this is this is why I'm I'm struggling with this because there's papers that are coming out now saying that. Um, because of the, the carbon emission reductions we've done here in the United States, we've seen greater numbers of things like hurricanes, and they've been more severe because of the reductions that we have. But yes. countries that have increases in uh, pollution are seeing reduced numbers of things like hurricanes and typhoons. So I, I, I'm, I'm, the data is showing that to be true. So the, the climate change agenda is kind of falling to tatters like it's just falling apart how how are they going to couch it and say well it's because of climate change we have to do the lockdowns because we have to but the data is showing that because we're doing this it's causing things to be worse so I, I i don't know i don't know how they're going to to you know manipulate the data well it's easy they'll just change it to however they need it and then they'll change the definitions or whatever they do it like they did with covid to fit that agenda um I did see that yesterday. The True. Gateway Pundit put out a story on it. A uh, new government study finds that cleaner air leads to more Atlantic hurricanes. So that's, I, <laughs> what do you want to say to it? A government study. That's the other thing is this isn't like some crazy creationist idea their, or something like their, that. It's, it's literally their own. <laughs> it's yeah. literally their own people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also read another article slightly, slightly off topic that they're they're talking about intelligent design and all that kind of stuff. This was interesting because uh, I, I've I've done studies on this and like high school and whatnot and did multiple papers on it of of the idea of creation versus evolution and whether you believe it's God that created it or, uh, us or aliens or whatever. The basic idea is in intelligent design. Anyway, that's becoming more of a accepted idea now, and it's becoming. Well, it used to be an accepted idea. Then it was everybody went woke and it was a not an accepted idea because Darwinianism and blah, 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 whatever. And then now it's an accepted idea again uh, because data. Charles that, Darwin was, was down to is because yeah, of data. Yeah. Charles Darwin. He was a, he was he was hallucinating with a fever of like one hundred and four uh, in a jungle somewhere and claims that he saw whatever and told him about the Yeah. OK, whatever. Here's even even if he did like come to those conclusions and say, oh, you know, the, these animals are evolu evolving and, and having every every instance that he talked about with those evolutionary changes were devolution. It were not 
it, it wasn't like they they gained a new uh, gene or chromosome or a new whatever. It was them devolving. They were they were shedding some of their um, DNA for survival purposes in in the short term. Uh, but then in the long term, when they reproduced, they were passing on the genes that they quote unquote shed. So it, it's it, it it doesn't stand up to uh, criticism. But anyway, that's that's a side topic. But it fits in with this. Uh, it fits with this crazy narrative that um, we're all going to die in a couple of years because of climate change, which I believe aren't we aren't we down to like five years or less now or something like that? We're we're, we're closing in on that twelve year uh, that it was. Uh, when uh, Bernie was said elected, it was, I yeah, believe, Bernie said it was six. It was yeah, when Bernie six was running, now? he said it was okay. six. So I think we've only got like three and a half left. I think that's where we three are. Three and a half. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's switch up here a little bit. Well, not really, because we're still sticking with Looney Land. MSNBC. Bruce, you're aware of the network and how mm-hmm. how stellar they are. I mean, and, and to be fair, that is the network that Malcolm Nance comes from. You know, he's a he's and a high our value asset. press secretary. Yeah, and our current press. Well, our former press secretary, or was it the current one? Yeah. Did she come from there? So they current, just swapped. Current one came from. They just swapped. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So yeah, Jen Psaki, she's going to have her own show over there now. Maybe Peter Ducey will be a guest. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Lost all respect for that guy. MSNBC military analyst. Right. That's what Malcolm Nance was. But since Malcolm's not here, right? Malcolm's on the front lines. Well, at the back of the front line in Ukraine because he's such a high value asset. You don't want to risk somebody like that. Because he's in Ukraine fighting Russia, you've got another guy, forced, a retired four-star general. I'm going to try and do this without, without laughing. This has been done before, but not on this network and not by this person. Retired four-star general Barry McCaffrey, who now serves as a military analyst for MSNBC, tweeted out footage of fighting in Ukraine that was actually a clip from the PC game Arma 3. <laughs> Okay, we've seen the Russians doing this back in the, the day. Yes, the Russians did this. <laughs> we just haven't done it in the U.S. A four-star general wow. did this. On Monday, retired four-star general and MSNBC military analyst Barry R. McCaffrey posted a video clip of video game footage to Twitter. Alongside it, he claimed it was the it was a display of strength from Ukraine's air defense, and it was actually game footage from Arma 3. Arma 3 is a military simulator, for those that don't know. Uh, it, and it's it is pretty true to life in a lot of respects. Uh, I have I have to say, Bruce and I go on it every now and again just for just for the fun of yeah. it. Um, yeah. I mean, it's all about teamwork, and that's that's what we go on there for. The clip in question came from YouTube's uh, short section and is titled "Russian MiG 29s Get Shot Down by Air Defense System," and it's Arma three. <laughs> it's Arma three footage. Uh, what's you captured know what's on? Funny. Yeah, go ahead. What's funny is I actually seen footage of this before the general came out and and talked about this. I had um, uh, me and a buddy were talking about some of the stuff that was going on in Ukraine, and I was looking it up, seeing, you know, if I could find footage of it. And I found Arma footage. Um, and being as we've we've played Arma a bit and we, we kind of know what to look for uh, when it comes to Arma. And it's yeah. very clear that the it's BBC a video game actually, and not real. BBC actually did this, too. They did it with the IRA a while back. I, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and anyway, I found footage and I think the, the, the title of it that you just read there, I think is the same video that I had found um, when I was looking at this stuff. So interesting that it uh, goes back to Arma again. Like this is this I mean, is like not like I understand why, because like everything within that game is like everything within that that simulate military simulator, gra- even graphically, you can really tune that thing up and make it look real. That's true. Yeah, you really can. 
And to the average person that just sees, I don't know, maybe a couple of minutes of it, they might not think anything of it or just 30 if seconds see, of it. If you see just the hard surface stuff, like yes. uh, what I mean by that is like tanks and those aircraft and those kind of things. Yes. You could see it and under the right lighting conditions and everything in the game engine, you could be like, okay, yeah, that's real. That looks pretty real. But the minute you have soldiers in there, it makes it clear that it's yeah, a video it's, game. It's, it's, yeah, it's, that's obviously that's different. Or if you see aerial combat, I mean, if you turn that thing up to like 2K and 4K and you zoom out in certain views, you can really make it look like that's actually what's going on. And you can create anything in there yeah. you want. It's That's why I said it's a military simulator. You can create whatever you want. Um, the 79-year-old is a regular host or, or is a regular M MSNBC commentator who goes on air to talk about the ongoing war in Ukraine. And he recently told the show's host that Ukraine needs to absorb new military technology uh, and called Russia's invasion a strategic disaster. OK, whatever. Here's the bigger question I have to this. Somebody please explain to me how this is not considered disinformation, government disinformation at that. How, how is this not? Here, here's a guy who also has a colleague named Max Boot who sits on the Council on Foreign Relations. And he even called out the general saying, hey, wait a minute, uh, that's video game footage. That's not even real. How, how is this not disinformation? They want to shut independent people down. They want to shut alternative media people down for telling the truth, calling it disinformation. And you've got now a, a, a ministry of truth in America with the singing Mary Poppins clown up there that says, oh, we're going to we're going to identify disinformation. Lady, you are the disinformation. These networks are the disinformation. And Twitter, Twitter carries it, doesn't flag it as disinformation. Yeah, if this were a conservative, they would have flagged the information, probably oh, deleted the if tweet. It, if know, it was real, if it was real. They would have flagged it and deleted it if it was a conservative yeah, that posted probably. it. Yeah, yeah, because it it violates their their standard for like no violence and all that. So because it was the media that did it and it wasn't technically government, it's freedom of press. Actually, what I would be more interested in seeing is um, was this was this actually aired on MSNBC or was this just a tweet? I don't think it was aired on MSNBC. I I okay. don't think so at all. Just, I think just tweeted I think it was just guy. a okay. yeah, it was just a tweet and then of course okay. it got linked back to say he's a commentator mm -hmm. that they have on there as a military analyst. This is actually worse, to be fair, this is worse than what Malcolm Nance did. Malcolm Nance said that the reason the Russians wanted Chernobyl is because it was the source of power for all of north central Ukraine. So I I I say this yeah. one this one trumps that. Uh no, I would say the the Ukraine really? one is the worst one because, or the the, the yeah, Chernobyl, Chernobyl one. Okay, I, I would say that's worse. And, and the reason I say that Why? is because that was a big event within his lifetime that that happened that uh -huh. we all know about. And uh -huh. the video game, because okay, if you're a boomer and you're not exposed to anything uh, like video game, you're not in that world. And then you're shown a screenshot from a video game or a small clip. That has the, gra you know, 4K graphics, it's rendered well, uh, the frame rate doesn't change or dip or anything, you're, you're about 140 hertz or whatever. Um, you can trick people in saying this is real because they have no comparison, they have no um, example that. of what it looks like in the video game world. So I'll give, I'll give him a little bit of that. But if this were aired on MSNBC, I would be interested in seeing um, Bohemia Interactive uh, suing them for... Um, illegally using their their content on their platform for financial gain and then getting the publicity from that that would be hilarious <laughs> that would be yeah so look I, I don't want to get into the whole sweden and finland thing that's a whole that, that's a distraction as far as i'm concerned i i like i don't even know where to go with that it, it's a distraction but it's also literally trying to get us in world war three 
That That's literally yes. what this is. They're trying yes. to drag us into another war, global yes. war. So that they can enact, this This is the thing. I, I do think it is a distraction, but at the same time, if they're able to trigger World War Three, look at all the stuff they were able to do in, in World War One and World War II, uh, as far as policy-wise. Some of the worst policies in American history happened during World War emergency uh, actions. Do you not think they won't do the same thing now? If this were World War III going on, they'll, they'll do it. So that's my concern with this one, is they're trying to trigger World War III, or at least convince the, the public that World War III has begun, even though you're still sending Jill Biden, you know, the first lady and actors and, and, and musicians and whatnot to the front and entertaining people. So clearly it's, you know, a, a dangerous front because we're sending our best and brightest over there, obviously. No, it, it is a, dra- a distraction, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's a ploy. If, if, they, if they can get it through, they'll use it. And just because, right, just because, because we started out with it, we're going to end with it. We have a clip here of Biden's climate czar, John Kerry. So this year we have to implement those promises. And what it means is we have to decarbonize uh, the power sector five times faster than we are right now. We have to deploy renewables five times faster than we are right now. Uh, We have to uh, transition to electric vehicles about 20 times faster than we are now. And we have to fully transition to a resilient net zero economy faster. So let me see. We have to transition to renewables five times faster that don't work. We need to transition to electric vehicles 20 times faster that don't work. Uh, no, we let's, need to trans- let's assume that uh, let's assume just for a moment. Let's assume that those vehicles do work. Just just assume that they do work. And we're transitioning to renewable energies that do not produce a constant steady flow of energy and you're increasing the requirements the load by 20 times going by by going electric vehicle is there a problem does anybody see a problem do you see a problem we're, we're already having brownouts and blackouts as is yeah the grid can't um it. yeah it's like they they want they want you to they want to push you into a system without having an adequate infrastructure to support it so it, like the, the whole thing becomes irrelevant. Do you, do you understand? They say we need to get off of petrochemicals. Fine. You're not going to get any argument from me. But why is BlackRock the largest investor in petrochemicals? That's my problem. <laughs> it's like you're, you're sitting here and you're pushing these these institutions out there saying we need to get off these things. We need to get off these things. And hold on a minute. You're making money. A lot of it. Uh, I don't believe you. And then yeah, you've on, got- they have investments in petro and in renewables at the same yeah. time. Yeah. And then then you want to move everybody over to these useless cars that don't work, that cannot move past where they are now. They're about at the limit as to where they can go. That's about the end of it until we come up with some kind of if we can if we can do something with graphene in the future and we can get rid of this lithium. I mean, tell me where any of these tell me where any of these uh, these Extinction Rebellion people are for the environment. Where are they on the lithium batteries? Somebody explain that to me. What are you going to do with the lithium batteries once they're used up? How's that going to work? What are you going to do with those? We're going to start filling up landfills full of lithium batteries now that we can't recycle. What are we going to do with all these solar panels that we've got that we can't recycle? What about those? Does anybody stop to think about this? They want people to move to electric cars 20 times faster. We're literally producing at, this is before the energy crisis, we're producing at or above 5% what we actually consume in Western nations. That was before the shortages. That was before we've uh, blamed Putin, I think, for everything under the sun. 
now we're going to move to to all electric vehicles. I mean, if you start having every single person with an electric vehicle, you're you're not going to be able to charge. It's going to cost you four or five thousand dollars to charge the damn thing. That's if you have electricity to do it. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to have some kind of system in place to regulate who can charge their car when Social and how credit. often. Social yeah. credit. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. So I, I I feel like this is um I th- I think this is a political stance. This is a political. I don't think this is about climate or any of these kind of things. Um, this is about control, and they're losing control as is. The 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 Western, especially in the United States, here in the United States, they're losing control rapidly because they they went too far. They they've tried to take too much, and they've triggered the average American. They're like, wait a minute, you want to do what with our kids? And so now they're becoming politically active again, and they're starting to wake up and looking. And as they're looking to see what's going on with their kids, they're seeing the climate agendas and they're seeing the, uh, you know, the inflation, the taxes, all the stuff that they're talking about and, and saying is a good thing. They're seeing it and it's causing them pain and making it difficult to raise a family. So they're turning against them. And we'll find out. Uh, we, we have the, uh, the election midterms uh, going on. And my my suspicion is we're going to see a red wave uh, assuming everything's fair and um secure and they're going to lose a lot of power so they have to push as much as they can before these senators and and whatnot take their new positions and i also don't think they're going to win the next election cycle uh as far as like presidency so their plans are coming unraveled rather quickly and you have local um, municipalities that are that are passing uh, ordinances, laws, um, legislation that bans this kind of stuff. The ESGs, the, the, they're banning um, the the transgender movements, all that nonsense in schools. They're banning all of this. So I, I, I think the uh, as the the local and and the people like the you just flashed there the Mitch McConnells and the the turtlenecks and the uh-huh. uh, freaking uh, what what's his name uh, the Chucky uh, Schumer and those Schumer. types you know the ones that Romney. have been in there yeah yeah Romney all the ones that have been in there for years and years I, I think their time is limited um, yeah. well obviously it is because we all have a limited time on the planet but I I mean uh, I I don't think they're going to be reelected politically, politically yeah I I don't think they'll be reelected because it, it's just um, there's so many people becoming aware now and getting politically active that I, I have difficulty seeing them staying in office, assuming it's true that we're seeing a, a real change. And I've seen some polling to, to suggest that this is legitimately real. Um, it was a poll done by, forget which organization it was. It's a very reputable one, and it's usually more left-leaning. But they did a poll on um, people's opinions of, of corporations. And corporations going woke and shoving the woke agenda down their throats. It was something like 83% of independents were like, yeah, we'll consider boycotting companies if they annoy us. Independents were doing that. Republicans were like 85%. And Democrats were like 70 or something like that, 75%. So Americans are, are waking up and going, uh, yeah, we're, we're tired of this. It, 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 we just want to be left alone. And the more they push, please left push harder, please push harder. Because the more you push insanity, the more people that are like, wait a minute, this is, they just want to live their life. They're, they're staying at home, watching their Netflix with their family or going and seeing the new Marvel movies or whatever. And they're just trying to raise a family and enjoy life. 
and they're not able to do that anymore, please push harder left because you're waking those people up and they're they're starting to fight. And I'm, I'm actually enjoying it, uh, watching all these people stand up like this. It, it's encouraging. Indeed. All right, my friend, uh, we are going to have to go. We're going to kick out of here a few minutes early. So for those of you who would like to send us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would humbly ask you to pass this along to five friends. That's all, just five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up? You know someone you're trying to get to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Bruce, I want to thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.